0: Welcome to the Friendly Mums Club Podcast with Jen and Carly. We're the new mom friends you didn't know you needed. We are creating a safe space to bring mums together, lighten the heaviness,
1: and find joy in the everyday moments. Together we will share our own experiences of being new mums while navigating
0: the topics we wish more people talked about. Join us every Monday to hear us skip the small talk and dive right into the uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: She is so much energy today. Oh my goodness, I guys! Just this is just flung my
0: arms up into the air. Yes, but we are well. We're filming this, but we're no longer posting it on YouTube, so nobody is gonna see that. But, what, but I was hello. Try- yeah. <laughs> what I was trying to say with my arm flail that you cannot see is, we are the new mom friends you didn't know you needed. Happy Mom Day, Carly. Happy Mom Day, Jen. It I, is
1: another beautiful day. It is I got to say it before Carly this time, but we're supposed to have rain all of next week. So let's just celebrate that we have a nice, beautiful day today.
0: Then I need to plant my garlic. Yesterday, my mother-in-law gave me some garlic to plant. And I went out yesterday. I haven't even told you this yet. I went out to plant the garlic last night at like 10 p.m. with a headlamp on. And a spoon as my gardening tool to dig a hole. My husband, Jeff, was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm going to do this because if not, we're never going to do it. So I went out with this beautiful garlic with my spoon and my headlamp. And I realized the neighbor's freaking cat has pooped in my box, in my mm. planter box. And I'm annoyed because I don't want cat poop in there. and. Cat poop is really bad if you're pregnant and that's why you're supposed to garden with gloves and blah, 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 blah. But I was like, no cats pooping in my planter. Yes. Peaches. I see your poop. Hmm. So, so
1: no garlic was planted. Did you clean up the poop last night? No, because I had a spoon. Oh. That's not and a... you're not going <laughs> to fling little pieces of poop everywhere in the yard? Exactly. <laughs> okay. It's not
0: really like a... So I have an extra litter scoop. I'm going to go scoop it all up. And then I do have like a metal mesh thingy that we used our cucumber plants to yeah, grow yeah. up. Yeah. I'm going to put that on top. Mm. Like peaches can't get my garlic. I mean, it, I mean,
1: he can still poop through the grate, though. But
0: we, I don't want him to oh, yeah, dig yeah. up my garlic.
1: Okay. You should see the hand movements that she was doing there for digging up like a little <laughs> kitty cat. Um, it's it's yeah. epic. I also think we should mention, because we were talking about this just before we filmed it, it was quite funny, that we are getting old. And my mm-hmm. husband just had to increase his font size on his phone, which was <laughs> hilarious because you're like, you know you are getting old when... And then Depo. I stopped and got coffee on my way to Carly's this morning at a new coffee place because I really wanted to get like us a treat to have today. And I was so excited and I wasn't even excited for coffee, but I went to a coffee shop. So I'm going to get a coffee and I got the smallest size they had.
0: It's miniature. I just wanted
1: a small, like a small coffee, a small latte. And it was $6 and it's it outrageous. is like smaller than the size of my hand.
0: It actually is it the was smallest good, coffee but I've ever $6. seen. $6. <laughs>
1: Anyways, I just was like, the fact that this $6 latte is bothering me so much also makes me feel old. I mean, life is expensive and groceries are expensive. Like, I get it. I don't think they're the only-
0: They're not the problem. Coffee shop that's
1: expensive. It's everything else. But But it's so small. I called my husband as soon as I left to be like, I just paid $6 for a latte. And I was like, man, this, we are old. If this is what our conversations have come to, like, that's, that's just-
0: We're there. So if you're listening and you can't hear us, turn the volume up, grandpa. Yeah. (laughs) We're all we're all getting old. We feel it. I've already increased my font size. So I'm just I'm there with you're Ninad. just embracing
1: it. Okay, I'll tell Minad. that. will yeah. make him feel better. He's not
0: alone. He's no. not alone. And you know what? Minad shouldn't compare himself to me. You know why? Oh, uh, good boom.
1: segue there. Nailed
0: it. Nailed it. So because, today we are yeah.
1: talking about the comparison game. Yeah. And how motherhood is not a competition.
0: But it feels like one, and it feels like we're all losers.
1: We do, honestly. Like, there's no winning. in If if this is a comparison game, we are all losing. We are. And what fun is that?
0: Not fun at all, because there's no participation, ribbons, in motherhood. Ribbons. We all deserve
1: something, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Or a nice trip somewhere warm. I could take that right
0: now. What if the government just, like, or whoever, people with money, Bill Gates, that other guy, the Mm -hmm. Elon Musk yeah, lots yeah. of people. There's Pe- lots of rich people so in the world. So if but you're yes. watching Elon yeah. Musk. Why don't they just like give money to moms for being moms and like give us vacations? That'd be nice. I know. I blame the patriarchy. We all deserve it's it. It's never going to happen. But yeah, back to comparison. So
1: comparison, It sucks. Yes. And honestly, they say it, but it truly is true. That's a lot of truths. That comparison is
0: the thief of joy. 100%. And it's like a knife to
1: your heart. And if you've never experienced it before, because some people I don't think have ever gotten into that, like the cliques in high school, like some uh-huh. people truly just haven't experienced this.
0: Truly. <laughs> truly. truly.
1: But when you have a baby, all of a sudden it is everywhere you look. There is like mom shaming online, like everywhere. I see so much of it on social media posts that it's, it makes me very sad actually. Uh-huh. Um, and then you social media to yourself. I found myself doing it. I was like, I am not okay with this, but I couldn't stop myself and I didn't like that.
0: It's hard. It's everywhere. Like you compare yourself to other moms. You compare yourself to yourself. You compare yourself to like this vision of what you thought you would be or Mm -hmm. like what you thought your experience would be. You compare your partner to other partners. You also compare your baby to other babies, which like that's just. I mean, I've done it, yep. but like, they're just potatoes. They can't help themselves. They don't know. No, But it really is. Jen's right. It's the thief of joy.
1: We talked about this in episode 16, which is our milestone episode. If you uh-huh. haven't listened to it, we give like real life examples of our mom friends, of what we saw, of how the babies developed, like in their timeline. So when they rolled, when they, they said a word or how fast they could crawl and how they were crawling, stuff like that. And it was truly... <laughs> That's actually awful that I said that again. Um, okay, can we edit that part out? Nope. It was actually very interesting to see because they were all on such different timelines. Like very unique individualized so timelines. Different. They were truly somewhere,
0: each on their own yes, timeline. some
1: were way before the like, what's The, it, the what's, guidelines. The like guidelines, the, um, whatever you expected. Google for expected timelines. Some were well well before, some were spot on to what they said online, some were way after. And they were all like thriving happy babies, but they were very, very different. And Definitely. it just is a good eye-opener for like, okay, every baby is different. So if every baby is different and unique, why are we comparing them so much?
0: Because it's fun. Okay. <laughs> it's not fun at all. Because <laughs> it's natural. I don't know. Why Why do we compare?
1: I, I honestly don't know. And mm-hmm. I all I've recognized, like oh, I've obviously been thinking about this question, is that I think it just happens a lot more frequently when we are not – mentally well.
0: Oh, definitely. So I think it's
1: easier. We start comparing more when we are postpartum because we are all going through things. Even if you don't have postpartum depression or anxiety, even if you just have anxiety or you are just, you're, you have been through a lot and you are just not, you know, firing on all cylinders. Totally. There's lots going on physiologically in your body that you start to compare more. Like you get into this bad spiral of negative thoughts and am I a bad mom? Because my baby isn't doing this. Like so-and-so's baby can do this and they're already crawling. So why isn't my baby? I must be a bad mom. So I don't really know why we do it. I just think we do it a lot more postpartum because we are, you're more vulnerable. You're totally more vulnerable. That's a good way to put it. It's a very like, um,
0: there's another word for vulnerable. It's like a very like delicate time. Like it's very, you're, you're delicate. You need people to be tender with you, including yourself. You have to be more tender with yourself. But because you're so vul- vulnerable, that's a very hard word, vulnerable. Yes. Um, is that why you didn't want to say it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just couldn't think of it, but uh, yeah. it is a
1: very good word. It's very accurate. It is.
0: And the mom shaming, I think that is a reason we compare also because we see it online. We see people with the perfect houses, the perfect relationships, like spoiler, they're not actually all perfect. Yeah. But we see that, like the the ideals on social media that like really aren't true. They're not true life. Mm -hmm. And then we see the mom shaming, see people making comments, tearing each other down on Instagram, Mm -hmm. judging each other. And then we then put that back onto ourselves and we compare ourselves. We judge ourselves. We shame ourselves Mm -hmm. because that's what we see other people doing. We speak so
1: negatively to ourselves. Oh my gosh.
0: It's awful. Yeah, I would never say to other people the things I say to myself.
1: I know, but that, and that's one of the biggest things they talk about in like therapy Mm -hmm. or if you read like self-help books is would you say that to someone else? No. Then why are you saying it to yourself? It's one of the biggest like self check things that they people talk about mm-hmm. and cuz it's true. Yeah.
0: It's brutal. So, yeah, I compare because I'm a delicate sensitive flower yes. and I I don't know. I don't think it is actually like a sign of low self-esteem or lack of confidence. I think it's partly the like mental state you're in, like mm-hmm. when you are more more vulnerable, it's so much easier to compare mm-hmm. and, and like compare negatively. Yes. But maybe some people do compare more, like they think they're better than everybody, because there's definitely moms out there like that. Yeah, that is true. So maybe people think they're winning at comparing. I mean, I think people do, but mostly people are.
1: And I think that maybe that is why I do compare because um, I like was always that person. I needed to get the best grades in high school. Yeah. Like I yeah. needed to get straight A's. I needed to do really well in university, and like I needed to have the highest GPA. So I, I wonder if there's that, like that personality that I need to be the best mom. So in order to be the best mom, I need to look at others and compare what they're doing to, I know that makes me sound not great, but I'm just being honest that like, I think maybe that part of my personality comes out in that I want to be the best mom. A, that I can just, I just want to be the best mom for my daughter's sake and for my sake. But I think maybe it turns into a competition mm-hmm. But in you also my brain. went
0: to a private school. Like, you were... The same experience I had in nursing school, I've always been that person as well. Competitive, type A, like, always wanting to be the best. Not that I wanted to be better than people, but I wanted to be my best. Yes. And then I went to nursing school, and I was like, whoa, every person here is like that. Yes. And then I was like, okay, well, now I'm going to become a slacker because I don't care anymore. I was yeah. also, like, you know, turning 30, and I was like, I don't have time for this. But you were brought up around that. You yeah, yeah. were brought up around families and people and like the the culture was, that was you grew up in was very competitive, very like whether or not your parents did it or just the teachers or the parents of yeah. your friends, it's very a point. competitive yeah. culture.
1: So I think that is why some yeah. people and myself start getting into this comparison game. For sure.
0: The nature versus nurture. Like- and
1: I did want to say before we get into this that we are talking about like different parenting mm, styles yeah. here. So we understand that there's a difference between like harmful parenting decisions that are actually harmful like and not using a car neglecting seat. your child and super dangerous to your child. There, There's a difference there. So there's that. But what we're talking today is just being like, I did baby led weaning over purees. Mm-hmm. You like to do Montessori style and use a floor, bled, floor, 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 bled. floor, floor, bled. floor bed and yeah. I'm going to use a crib for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to use cribs totally or, yeah. like those types of parenting decisions that people seem to compare a yeah, lot. the whole a like, lot.
0: gentle parenting versus the more like traditional disciplinary parenting. yes yeah, like, so there's,
1: there's tons of yeah. differences. So we're not talking about the harmful parenting stuff because that is, that's a totally Obviously different bad. ball game. We're yeah. not going to be talking about that today. But we just wanted to acknowledge that we know there's a difference. We understand that. We are not talking about that stuff. We're talking about just differences in parenting.
0: We're talking about the shit that doesn't matter, that you convince yourself matters. Totally. Like when we were preparing for this episode, I said to Jen that like sometimes I get up into a tizzy when I see people doing things and I start comparing, but there are things that I never even like cared to do or wanted to do, things that were never part of my plan. But the whole like, I don't know. Let's just get
1: into the birthday party thing. We talked about this a lot. Let's get get into the birthday party example that we have because-
0: There's multiple layers to it, but the main thing is the freaking goodie bags. Although now looking back, I did have fun making them, but so Jen, you start us off.
1: Okay. Well, we just went through all these birthday parties and we talk about having this great mom friend group and it's awesome, but now you go to all these birthday parties. And so when you start going to them, all of a sudden you're like, shit, do I need to do this for my birthday party? And you get very, not like it's a competition, but I felt like we went to the first couple and they did goodie bags. And they had like banners up and balloons and all these decorations. And I was like, I need to do goodie bags and decorations and I need to do this. And all of a sudden, things I had no intention of doing for the birthday party, I found myself like, I said I needed to do it. And my husband didn't care. So he was like, cool. Yeah, let's do it. Like Mm -hmm. he, you know, he didn't see nothing of it. (laughs) But now, like the goodie bags was actually so much work. because there's kids of all different ages. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And the only thing I can back to is like, oh, yeah, because other people did. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a good reason to no. do something.
0: Unless it's something you actually care about.
1: No. And then Carly was talking about this and about decorations.
0: Yeah. I would, Like, yesterday, because his birthday party is tomorrow. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know if I have everything for the party. Like, I don't have any decorations. Although I do. I don't have. Like, I was like, I'm not going up over and beyond and above and crazy with all that kind of stuff because I don't give two craps about decorations. Yep. I, like everybody does these like big aesthetic and they have these beautiful balloon arches and those are nice. they spend hundreds of dollars on cakes and I was like, I, I'm getting a homemade cake. I mean, my mother-in-law's making it so it's going to be chef's kiss and delicious but I also, those are things I just don't care about. Mm-hmm. So I was getting panicky and worried that like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing these things yep. and it's not going to be cute and aesthetic. Also, our theme is o. Henry which like, Pick a more anesthetic theme, so <laughs> but, yellow and red. Yes, but I'm going <laughs> with adorable, it. It's Adorable, though. It's gonna be cute. And yeah. you know what? He's Henry, and we like. Now that I think about it, I have tons of decorations. I bought balloons to make a balloon arch. It's gonna be DIY, but you're making it's a balloon be...
1: arch. I didn't know this, guys. Yeah. That's.
0: <laughs> I mean, I got the balloon <laughs> thing, like the arch thing, from the dollar store, and I got hand-me-down balloons from my sister-in-law and bought a few extras. So we're just gonna pump them up, and like, it's not gonna be. It's definitely not going to be, like, the ones that you buy. I might even just hang it on the railing at my parents' house. Like, I just got some yellow balloons. Okay. We're going to see what we do with okay. them. Maybe I'll just throw them on the floor. Okay. And then I got a happy birthday sign because it was a dollar, and it's gold, and it's cute. Cute. So and it's kind of yellow,
1: a ma- yeah. gold yellow. That's yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. We're, That's we're going for matchy. it. And
0: then our other decoration is Henry bars because... <laughs> they're edible because. and they're delicious. Yeah.
1: Why not? That's actually yeah. a very good cost-effective thing yeah. because you can eat it after.
0: Exactly. That's I know that's quite smart. And yeah, the whole goodie bag thing. I asked my husband, I said, is it boring if instead of doing goodie bags, we donate the money we would spend on that. So probably like a hundred dollars, we donate it to the food bank and just don't do goodie bags. And he was like, yes, that is boring. And I was like, okay, fine. We'll do goodie bags. And I was mad about it. And then I spent like six hours shopping for them, making them. And I actually enjoyed it. But I also think it's the last time I'll ever do goodie bags. Yeah. And I'm only doing them because my husband probably thinks that we need to do them because yeah. that's what you do at kids' birthday parties. But you know what? You don't need to do them. So learn from us. Yes. Donate to the food and bank. And this is just know? one
1: example. There are several we'll get into oh, gosh, throughout the episode today. Oh keep going like, and going. There's so many things that these comparison games – and there's also big differences between Carly and I yeah. that we have in different, different ways that we've parented. So, I mean, we're just going to talk about some of those things too yeah. to help normalize that – We I don't think she's a bad mom because she does certain things. She doesn't think I'm a bad mom because I do certain things. That's what you think. We (laughs) are we are all just doing our best, and that's like motherhood is hard enough. So why are we making this a competition? Why are we putting people down, putting other mothers down? Like we need to be there for each other and support and pump each other up and be like, yes, you do that. You You are killing it. Like I Yeah. yeah, and
0: I think we'll stop comparing more ourselves like internally. If we see less like a competitive culture out and about in yes. motherhood. And, I and think, on social media too. Yes. It is changing. And I think some people, I don't know, it's changing, like culture is changing, but also it's getting worse at the same time. Does that make sense? Like you see more mom shaming and guilting online, but then you also see more people talking about that and how we need to stop it.
1: Yeah. I almost think there's just more styles of parenting that are like coming mm-hmm. out. Like this whole gentle parenting is yeah. new. So when you have a new parenting style that yeah. emerges, there's always going to be more mom shame and comparison exactly. that comes out. Well, it's not out.
0: new. The name is new. Yes. People have been gentle parenting forever. They just didn't know that's what but it was called. But they
1: come out with these yes. things, right? So the label thing it. So it goes all over social media. And then all of a sudden, all of this comparison starts again. And there's yeah. always, every couple of years, there's a new parenting new style, something. new name that they come out with, that they announce that this is the next best thing. And then we start this. Cycle, cycle,
0: rinse and repeat. Yeah. And then, since you're talking about social media, there's also so much that you don't actually see that goes on in people's lives. We, you know, everybody knows you get the highlight reel. People also, like, they have their social media life and then they have their real life. Mm -hmm. And there's so much context to our day to day lives that you need to know about um, to be able to actually compare fully. Mm -hmm. So people will see, oh, like that dad, he's so great on social media. He does X, Y, and Z. But you don't know if he's just, doing that for the video, like his wife is making him do it or his partner, whoever, or if that's actually like the bare minimum of what he does, or if it's the maximum of what he does, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that context, you can't be comparing. You can't even compare truly with context. So I think a lot of it is just like, there's these falsities out on the internet that make us compare, but you can't compare without context.
1: Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. And there's so much more going on in people's lives that we don't know like,
0: oh yeah, people are like masking, like they're only putting out the best they're keeping things in, like they'll throw this big birthday party and have this beautiful post about their family yet they're on the brink of divorce and like, mm-hmm. that's fine, but that's not the image you get when you see those posts or yes. people show their censored version of reality. Mm-hmm. They're not show Well, I mean, some people are showing like the uncensored version, but that's not the content that's making us compare.
1: Yes. And I think that's part of why we do this podcast is we want to be uncensored. We want to show the good, the bad, the ugly. Like Mm -hmm. it's, we want to help normalize that there's so many.
0: It's okay. Yeah, It's okay
1: to also not be the best. It's okay to not to be figuring it out as you go. Like we are not experts. We are just trying to get through this thing. We're just a couple of chumps taking you along for the ride. (laughs) So how, like, how, how do you actually think this comparison has affected your trying to conceive the pregnancy, the postpartum, like,
0: because oh, you start yeah. right away, right?
1: You start the comparison game even when you're trying to get pregnant. Oh, for sure. Because oh, she got pregnant the first try. Oh, they did this and they got pregnant. Like,
0: mm-hmm. right? I think it really made my compare my not my comparison journey, my TTC journey, a lot harder because I was comparing to everything that happened to all my other friends. Um, and then pregnancy, I was comparing myself to what I thought pregnancy would be like, and it was not what I thought it would be like. So then that made it very difficult because it was trash. Um, and then postpartum, I think comparison was one of the hardest things I struggled with. I feel very blessed that I had a wonderful postpartum. I had a really hard journey before that, that postpartum was like, oh, this is a breeze where other people have the opposite experience. But I think the one thing that really did detract from my postpartum was the comparison. Mm -hmm. I compared myself to people who breastfeeding was really easy for, But then I know people were also comparing themselves to me because I ended up being able to breastfeed. And then they're like, well, she made it work. Why couldn't I? And like, that's not a fair comparison because whatever we were struggling with, they're different. And the context is different. And mentally I was doing really well postpartum. So I had the energy and capacity to actually... You know, kind of push through the breastfeeding struggles where some people they're not doing well mentally postpartum, and that's okay. I was not doing well mentally during pregnancy, so they don't have the capacity to kind of push through breastfeeding. So I don't know, you don't really think about ways that people could have compared themselves to you, but that actually is one that I'm sure people have. I compared myself a lot to the milestones of other babies just because Henry was such a potato. And I was walking, well, running at eight and a half months. So in my head, I thought he was going to be an early mover. And then he was the opposite of that. And like, there was nothing wrong. He was still within like the guidelines. I was going to say he He wasn't late by any means. No, he was not late by any means. He just wasn't on the early side. And then he's also the youngest of most of the babies. So that also made, made things happen later for him because he was younger, but. Which makes sense. Yeah. (laughs)
1: It's normal that he's four to six weeks younger yes, than exactly. that, like, that makes common sense that but makes, in your head you're no. probably
0: like there's no common sense like
1: even jordan she's a month older so oh so jordan did this should jenny be doing mm-hmm. this well no four weeks in a baby's year is a big time that's like, a
0: huge timeline
1: that's very different for when you get into like even when they adulthood. start going to school yeah. in adulthood but it's four like, weeks in the first couple years of their life is a huge difference, like cat lives and like, people need to yes yeah, every week it is by like seven. Yeah. a couple months. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a good reminder for people to have is that unless – like, okay, not even unless. There's no unless. That's a good thing to have.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: And I found it – like, for me in the comparison game is that having a good group of mom friends was great – but it also exposed you to a lot of differences and it's very hard when you're just so exposed to so many different babies Mm -hmm. to not compare.
0: Oh, for sure. So it
1: was like, it was great. And like overall, obviously we think it's so important to have, and that's, we talk about it all the time, but I do think it just, if you were living in your bubble and you didn't have baby friends, I don't know if you'd compare yourself.
0: As much about certain aspects. For sure. Because you see right? the day to day. You see how people change diapers. You see how they talk to their babies. We saw you so see.
1: many different. Like we saw so Are you going to say. We saw
0: so many diaper changes. Oh, no. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, we that did. too. Yeah.
1: But like we just saw so many different types of journeys. For yeah. the moms. For their families. And for the babies. That's very hard not to compare. But some people don't have that. And so then they. Sure, maybe they don't compare so well. But I just don't think yeah. they're getting the benefit But maybe either. they
0: compare themselves to strangers on the internet. Yes. Which is. Which is. That's also dangerous. Yeah yeah, and then comparing relationships. My goodness, the the difference of relationships in our mom friend group, like either with their partner or with their parents or with mm-hmm. siblings or friends who have babies. The there's so many relationships that people can also compare. Which that's that's definitely another episode because that will take us down the rabbit hole. Yep, and it's just so
1: important to the in your mom friend group to not be judgmental and to not shame each other and to just be like great. That is working for you and your family. Awesome. Like, mm-hmm. love that for you. I mean, we chose not to co-sleep, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, well, I don't think anyone chooses. I think you just do That's it. Some because people do.
0: Some people want that to be part of their plan. I guess and so. It, yeah. yeah.
1: But I think like some people just, or they don't even, they, that wasn't part of the plan, but then they end up doing it. And yeah.
0: a lot of people do it out of no, necessity. Yeah. But there's saying. no yeah. shame in that. Like no.
1: it was something that my husband and I didn't want to do for your own reasons, a lot of reasons, but, um, and traumatic reasons like there, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't Your just like a, we're not gonna yeah. do this, like it was from our You're own anxiety and, you just, and yeah. trauma past. Just want to say, because I don't think it's a bad thing, just mm-hmm. we just couldn't do it
0: because you probably would have if you didn't have that previous yes. experience, yes.
1: Yeah. So, so we had that going in, and so we never co slept, mm-hmm. and Carly ended up co sleeping mm-hmm. some sometimes yeah. randomly, like sprinkled in there. But I, it doesn't like I never once judged her because no, of it. Not I could have cared less that you co slept mm-hmm. at all, like meant I was getting sleep <laughs> yeah, honestly like yeah. you have to do what you have to do to survive especially in the beginning first year of parenthood like literally mm-hmm. you do what is best for your family so why would we be judging others exactly. like if that works for them and it's safe and their child is happy and they're doing what like why would we so care
0: what would you say to somebody who's being judgy judy at like a mom hangout See, it's I struggle hard. with this I struggle with it too
1: because I'm-, <laughs> I'm terrible at calling people out on things even though I think it's important and needed
0: because sometimes people are being judgy and they don't even realize they're being judgy. Yes. Like maybe they're putting down parents who use pouches. Yes. What do you say? Like, do you say, oh, well, you know, that's okay too. Like, I don't know. I think we have called people out, not called them out, but we have just kind of reframed it being like reminding them that, okay, that's fine too. If that's their journey. But I think something you can say to kind of let them know they're being judgy, especially if they're not doing it intentionally, because I think most people do it. Unintentionally. Yes. They just like they don't realize that somebody else could be taking that personally. We're all very fragile in postpartum. Very fragile. So I don't know. Could you just say like that's their journey, that that's okay too? Maybe that's a good one. Like that's okay too if that's if that's what they choose and that's what's best for their family. Like maybe we need to say that and acknowledge that more when People are making those comments. I think
1: especially too, when you're friends and you're in that group and you know it, it's not intentional. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be anything wrong with saying like, oh, you know, that actually comes across a bit judgy. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, we're all different. We're all doing things differently. Like you have your way. We do it our way. They do their way. Like it's all great. Whatever works for them. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong in saying that. No,
0: I would appreciate it if somebody said that to me, because I'm sure I've made people feel shitty for whatever, some comment I made that was probably ignorant or me just not thinking about how it comes across to other people. Yeah, nobody yeah. wants to make somebody else feel like they are not winning the comparison game. Obviously, there's. And no let's game, be but.
1: realistic. If you had a, someone in your friend group that was purposely doing that, then they shouldn't yeah. be part of your friend group, exactly. right? Like, if they're doing that on purpose to make themselves feel better, and they are like making the decision to make others feel bad, to make themselves feel better, then maybe they shouldn't be in your friend yeah. group.
0: Or maybe, but if they they're need saying help, it unintentionally, maybe they, yeah, maybe they're doing it as like a coping mechanism. To like they're struggling and yeah. that's hard because then you a don't cry wanna, for help. Yeah, yeah, that's but hard. I'm just saying
1: like it, in in a because we're all a messed true up friend, yeah. Like a true exactly. mom friend,
0: they shouldn't be making you feel crappy.
1: Yeah, and you should be able to say like, hey, that actually made me feel mm-hmm. crappy, or like, hey, that actually came across pretty judgmental. Like, I don't think you meant it like that, but maybe we can. To reframe it differently. Maybe we can say mm-hmm. this differently.
0: So if you know ways to <laughs> tell people. <laughs> no, we're taking advice. Yeah, we're, we're open. You, we are taking your solicited advice here because it's hard. It's hard to tell somebody that they made you feel yucky or icky because the whole comparison thing makes you feel really yucky. Yes, You like go down the shame spiral that you're not doing it properly. And then you go down the shame spiral even farther that you're comparing yourself and you're going down the shame spiral. Yes. And then you're just...
1: And something that we found when we started getting like, cause we've basically said things to each other, like, especially in with between Carly and I, we'd be like, wow, that made me feel shitty. Or that comment made me feel shitty that someone made, or, um, so-and-so said this, and that made me feel like I was a bad parent. So we've kind of talked through some of the things that have come up. And one of the biggest things I think that we say to each other, or we have said before is that everyone is just in different Life circumstances. Yeah. Like everyone's babies are different, their families are different, and different people, different things bring them joy.
0: Definitely. So I think
1: we all know everyone's different, families are different, you don't know the context of their life story. Like that's, I think some people look at it that way more easily, but I think a good way to look at it is different things bring different people joy. And so you can't compare yourself to others. And so, an example for us is toys and mm-hmm. how many toys you're gonna have, and are you gonna have the aesthetic toys and like, you know, what space do you have to have toys? And Carly's very clean and organized, mm-hmm. and I hate clutter. So she like clutter messes with my brain, right? So she has like her little toy area. I mean, little, but like she has her toy area, and she like does she toy rotation. No.
0: But like she, yeah, I got she a She is very and intentional everything. about
1: what toys are out and how many toys there are, and she rotates them so they're different for Henry. And like, mm-hmm. great, that makes her happy because it's like clean. Yeah. Aesthetic, minimal, it's like I, I, I can't look at it. It
0: stresses me out. But it also works for Henry because if he has too many toys, he doesn't play independently. But yes. if he has less toys and they're rotated, he plays independently so much better. Yes, which took me like a lot well almost a year to learn but then jordan on the other hand
1: yeah well we ended up having this weird space in our house that we didn't know what to do with that we're not using so we ended up putting all her toys there and i never thought i'd be that person that has the ugly (laughs) fisher price toys that are big and like colorful Mm -hmm. and hey
0: i got those too don't you worry you gave it to me (laughs) no
1: but like i know but i just never thought i thought like i'd only buy the wooden ones that looked pretty and like i'd only have so many toys and now i have this whole area that looks like just a toy store threw up in it like it's just so many toys but jordan freaking loves it and she plays well so independently there and i like i do organize it there's organization yeah, to it but there's way more toys than i ever would have imagined and like i tidied them at the end of the day but it honestly looks like a toy store I just threw up mm-hmm. in this corner but it's quite a big space so she just has her playroom now and it is what it is it and works so for her, it works for you yeah i don't really do toy rotations but because you don't she, need to but she, she it makes her happy so it's just different things that Bring us joy. Yeah. And we're not,
0: neither of us are like doing it right or better. No. Like some people would look at this and be like, that's so sad. Like I'm pointing to my toys area, my little corner.
1: Poor Henry and doesn't have enough yeah, toys. But look man, in your
0: garage. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or even like he plays with the cat toys, he plays with. Stuff from the kitchen, like he oh
1: Tupperware, he measuring plays with cups, stuff oh, yeah. that's
0: not even a toy. More yeah. than he plays with his toys, and then people would look at yours and be like, "Oh my gosh, she's so many toys." Jordan loves it; she plays with them. You don't even have that many toys, and it's actually more organized than you think. It, yeah, because it's not I, mean, some days. I don't look at it, and I don't like clutter, and I'm not like, Wow! Like I look at it, and I'm like, mm. "This is sweet," because it's nice. It you got the shelf, you got the big baby jail.
1: Yeah, it's just it's way more than I ever would have thought, yeah. and I wanted to be minimalistic and.
0: Yeah, but that, that's, hard. that's out the
1: window. <laughs> and like, this is just what works for us right yeah. now. Um, we talked about what brings us joy is cooking. Like, Carly mm-hmm. loves cooking, so it brings her joy to like cook and bake and do these fancy things for Henry. Whereas I hate cooking, so the idea of baby led weaning, I was like, great, I don't have to cook anything special for her. But I was like, shit, that means that I still have to cook. Like, yeah. <laughs> now I still have to like put more effort into what I'm cooking, and it does not bring me joy to do this. And it is like painful. It is, it's just hard, and it yeah. stresses it's me not out. Your joy. And it's it a is a chore. And so I'm not as good at being creative and making different meals and like introducing the allergens in fun ways as she mm-hmm. is. So, so it would be easy for me to be like, oh, look at Carly and all these meals, Henry's eating and Chef Jordan Carly. hasn't had all these things and she just has plain old boring meals. Like it but would be very them, so. easy for me <laughs> yeah. to compare, but it's just, it's just different. She's still yeah. eating good meals. She's getting all her allergens. She's getting exposed to different foods. Like there's nothing wrong with the way I'm doing it. No, nothing It's just not fancy or cool. And I'm not making baby meals all the time that are like. You know, it's just different.
0: Uh I I do it for fun because it literally brings me joy. But then at the same time, I could be comparing myself well, I do all of this crap, and then Henry throws 90% (laughs) of it on the floor. It's (laughs) so demoralizing when they do that. You're just like, I spent an hour
1: making this special bread for you. Exactly.
0: Oh, he never throws the bread on the floor. He's learned. Um, bread is good. And then
1: decorations, we talked about that. Like mm-hmm. birthday parties, the example we gave. So It honestly brings some people so much joy to like see all the pictures of their babies up and balloons, Definitely. balloon arches, and like all these fun things out. Like that, that makes them happy. So you do you. Like do that. Do that. That is great. If you like it. But if it doesn't bring you joy,
0: you don't need to do that. For sure. Same with playing with your kids. Some people don't actually like playing with their kids. Yes. I like playing with toys with Henry, which I've learned, but I don't like doing like the, well, he's not really old enough, like the make-believe play, but yes. I'm not really into that. I'm mm-hmm. into like, we stack some blocks and then I smash them over. That's fun for me. Yes. And I'm much more of like a a music like, mm-hmm. I would much rather the do dancing the dancing and, like, and the yeah. singing. Where Jack, that, Jeff, playful, that yeah, is yeah. not up his repertoire at all. But yeah. he can literally crawl around on the floor and play with him for like hours. But yes. I look at them and I'm like, I can't do that. Oh, it's and then exhausting. And I, right? I feel like a crappy parent because I can't play with him the way he does. But.
1: But we're all different and different things bring different people joy. I'm a better singer. Yeah. (laughs) And dancer, I've seen your moves. You have got Jeff just, I mean, granted, I haven't seen Jeff dance a lot. So maybe he secretly has some sweet moves that I don't know about. He
0: does have some pretty good moves. I've taught him all of them. No. Okay. That's fair. Actually, funny story. When we first started dating, I was like, hey, we need to teach you how to dance. And he was like, wow. He was like, you move your body to the beat of the music. And I was like, Yes, that is literally the definition of dancing. Combine so, yeah, like, balloon. Like you're
1: supposed to do it
0: to the yeah. beat. <laughs> Wild. So now he's got some good moves. And now that he like he already had his own like innate moves, but now that he knows how to do them to the beat of the music, it's pretty epic. Yeah. So I hope you're listening to this, Jeff. You got great moves.
1: Yeah. Is there any examples that you can think of when you we're like having fun. And then that kind of like comparison game came in and you're like, well shit, now this ruined my day.
0: Oh, How much time do we have? Yeah.
1: Um, it's hard to think of specific examples, but I'm putting you on the spot now.
0: Um, a main one for me, I really struggled. We've talked about it before with breastfeeding in the early days. And I definitely went down the comparison spiral multiple times when I saw how easy breastfeeding could be for other people. And then with Henry, we would have to like go into another room. We'd have to stand in like the shame corner. Mm. And then sometimes I wouldn't even be able to get him to latch. And then I would have to either like pump on the go, or I just felt a lot of comparison about that. Mostly just, it was all in my head, not all in my head, but it was, there was nobody was making me feel that way but that I can remember multiple times at the library when Henry wouldn't latch because there were too many distractions and we'd go and like hide in the corner. And I'm like, well, why can't I just be one of the ones that just does it right there? Yeah. Pops a boob. I Just know. sits and still keeps talking yeah. to friends. Now yeah. I can't keep him off the boobies. So I know we're there now. <laughs>
1: it's kind of funny how things change, right?
0: Yeah. He's big booby boy now, but yeah. What about you? Anything?
1: I mean, I definitely experienced that of like, yeah, when we're all together and then someone can just, Mm-hmm. whip a boob whip, out whip and I'm out? like making a formula bottle and getting hot water and trying to heat it up. And then I'd have that, like, I wish this wasn't my journey. Why, could, why couldn't Why could I have gotten a milk supply and breastfed? And again, it was, no one was making me feel that way. Mm-hmm. No one was saying anything. It was completely all in my head that I thought if I was a bad mom, because I wasn't breastfeeding mm-hmm. or I wasn't using breast milk, I wasn't pumping and feeding breast milk. And that made me feel like a bad mom. Mm-hmm. So it was something that I had to work through Because in the early days, I had not worked through it. It was just not good. Mm
0: -hmm. And it took me a long
1: time to be okay with the fact that we just couldn't breastfeed, couldn't pump breast milk, and we needed formula. And like, it just took me a while to be okay with that. So in the beginning, I'd be out, yeah, same Mm -hmm. library class or just like some of our mom potlucks and get togethers. It would be great. And Jordan would be having so much fun. And then it would be that time to warm up a bottle and it would be that like, Mm,
0: like, oh, they're just like
1: sitting there feeding and... Mm -hmm. And then it makes me feel bad So I'm like, I don't want to like shit on them. And I'm not shitting on that. No, just
0: it's just your own. Sworn in this episode. I apologize. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Comparison but, gets me all worked yeah, it up. Yeah, gets me all
0: fired up. But it's hard I because. I hate doing it. They're like either choosing to or needing to use formula in no way makes you like lesser of a parent. Um, some people believe otherwise. And you know what? Screw them. Um, a very small percentage of people believe otherwise. The same way that people believe. Pumping is not real breastfeeding. Yeah.
1: Having a C-section is not a natural yeah. birth. You took oh, the easy gosh. way out. Yes. Lots uh, of those.
0: That. But like none of that actually truly makes you any less of a parent. Yes. But people, some people make you feel that way or the worst is you make yourself feel that way. Yeah. Because there's a lot. If you like giving purees instead of solids, people are like, well, you're not doing it the real way. You know, There's so much, ugh, there's so much out there.
1: Yeah. And the Montessori world can get quite. Um, it's very culty. Get culty and they can get not
0: judgy. Judgy. Yeah, it's that a lot is of the judgy. word. It can be
1: a little bit judgy. Not that if you do a Montessori style, you're judgy. I'm just no. saying that there's kind of like an air that it makes you a better parent For that's sure. out it's there. Elitist. If you do Montessori, it's yes. So and when you're not doing it and someone does, all of a sudden you're like, well, now I'm a worse parent because exactly. I'm not doing that. And they didn't make you feel that way. They just opted to do this. It's but the it's culture, like yeah. the air around it on social media exactly. and in life seems to be that that's the better thing.
0: Exactly around, especially around like toys, like having battery operated toys does not make you less, like you're not harming your child if they have some. Yes. I understand there is some research that like having only that or having too many of them, like it can be like overwhelming for their learning and closed ended and I don't know. Even then, if that's what works for your child, then that works for oh, your yeah. child let's and your talk family. About TV time. Oh, I love TV. <laughs>
1: okay, and I get it that like A, you don't want to just like put the TV on and leave your child for four hours to watch the TV. Like
0: No, but sometimes you need to. Not but for like, four hours. Okay, let's
1: talk about sick days. Like all the rules go out the window. Oh, Jordan can Doggy watch Land. Miss Rachel and Doggy Land and that is fine. Mm-hmm. Like but this whole idea that like I'm a better parent because I never let my child mm-hmm. watch TV or we don't ever listen to music or like I don't let her like I don't give a crap. Like I don't
0: give a crap. It either. works for us.
1: It like there's times
0: when it's needed. I'm not judging you for not letting your child watch TV. Yes. So don't judge me for letting my child watch TV. And it's yes. not even that I'm letting him. It's just something that Jeff and I both do. We both like a good. Well, I love a good Bravo reality show at night. Yep. Him not so much, but he unfortunately has to watch it with me. Yeah. So why? Like we're not anti TV. So why can't that? Like it's part of the culture of our family. So why? yeah we well, like to watch sports games yeah so are we never gonna
1: put on a, a sports TV game while she's him?
0: awake ever
1: again no, like i would not stand for that you know like it's just and i try there's certain times that like especially before bed i try not to have the tv on so it's oh, not like it's fair stimuli for her before she's gonna go to sleep like i try to do certain things but i'm not doing it because i think i'm better than someone mm-hmm. else i just want her to sleep <laughs> exactly. because, oh sleep is a sleep. whole another comparison oh my god thing. okay
0: now going back to the question about comparison yes i sleep was a real hard one for me you forget
1: about all these things right until we bring it up and
0: henry was never okay he went through phases of like major sleep regressions but overall he's been a decent i would say he's very average in sleeping yeah like he was doing some pretty long stretches early on never through the night early on but like he was average and i still got myself into a tizzy yeah Usually during those regressions, but.
1: Yeah. I thought the same thing about Jordan crying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, other babies aren't crying, but she gets upset and she cries. Mm-hmm. Does that mean I'm doing something wrong?
0: Mm-mm. And Some I would actually worse.
1: say this to my husband and we got in a disagreement about this. Cause I'm like, I think she's just a hard baby. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she's not a hard baby. I was like, I think she is. She's just. She is just more emotional. She cries yeah. more. She doesn't sleep as well. Feeding hasn't been easy. Like, she's just been harder. And he's like, No, you're putting a negative spin just because she's different than other babies. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make her a hard baby. It just makes her a different baby. Yeah. Her brain and works he's differently. called me out on this because yeah. I've made it seem like she was, I don't like want to be negative bad. towards, but it was bad. Yeah. And I'm like, This is so much harder for me because she cries, because she's not sleeping. Like, I'm having a harder time, and people don't realize that. And like, you get in this. Mm -hmm. terrible negative spiral about this. And I'm like, some babies just have more emotions and babies crying is actually normal. Like there's nothing wrong. If your baby cries, it's their way of showing emotions and feelings Mm -hmm. and how they're working through things. Like,
0: So it's okay. Adults are the same way too, like highly sensitive adults and big feeling people and big feeling kids. Like that's actually a thing that is now research, and I think we definitely have like big feeling kids, both of us. Yes, I think we do Um, too. So I think that is something we can definitely research and then do an episode on, or maybe we can find some expert in the field.
1: Like co regulation, and like Mm -hmm. if you have a secure attachment, your baby will cry with you because they feel safe crying with you. So like. A lot of the things that I was seeing as negatives, I'm like, oh, they're actually not negatives. Like I need to reframe my thinking because I was just comparing being like, she doesn't sleep through the night. Why doesn't she sleep through the night? But she she was sleeping completely appropriately for her (laughs) age, but I've never until recently been able to accept that because people still ask me, oh, what age did she sleep through the night? I'm like, you're you're implying she sleeps through the night every night when you (laughs) ask me that question, but they see, oh, a (laughs) one-year-old, she must sleep through the night. And I'm like, no, when you look at it, there's a lot of babies at one years mm-hmm. that still get up. Don't
0: you remember the stats? I think you sent it to me. We'll find them somewhere. That like the percentage of babies that are still not sleeping, not still, but that don't sleep through the night at certain ages. I remember seeing that and being like, what? Yeah. Because I just assumed if babies older than four months, they all sleep through the night. But So then spoiler. you're doing a
1: shit job at parents. Again, yeah. I'm
0: like, stop okay. swearing. Can swear.
1: I felt like I was failing as a mom because she wasn't sleeping through mm-hmm. the night. And no one told me that. That was just what I got from the internet and Doctor Google. Of when I'm Googling all of these things, Doctor Google's a
0: quack. So all of those emotions and like things that Jordan was exhibiting, like crying more, um, like just what what we deem as like being hard and difficult. Those are just things. Ways that she expresses her emotions differently. Yes. But the whole comparison world made you feel like you are being a worse parent because she does those things. Yes. But nobody was ever looking at you being like, oh, well, Jen's a crap mom because Jordan doesn't sleep through the night or that she's not. Um,
1: but you worry that people more. are yes. judging you on that. Yeah. Oh, and just 100%. not telling it to your face. Oh,
0: 100%. I, Henry still screams anytime I put him into the car seat. Oh, yeah. He doesn't do well with transitions. And it's something that like I'm adjusting my parenting for to like help him with those more, but other people's babies, they don't have, that's not even something they have to think about that you need to have like a routine when putting them in the car seat to help them not scream bloody murder. You know,
1: is there anything that you think that we should be doing like as mom, as mom friends Mm -hmm. to kind of help stop this comparison game, this competition?
0: The main thing, and I actually need to pull up my phone to get these Instagram posts. Um, Should we get into those now? What Instagram post? Oh, yes. yes. Uh, yeah, we should. We yeah. should. So something trolling around on the internet. There's a few of them. So Emily Oster, she talks about second best parenting. And we'll pull the post to read out what how she defines it. And then Responsive Parenting, it's an Instagram handle. They talk about good enough parenting. And I think these are concepts that we need to like shove into our brains to remind ourselves that there is not parenting is not black and white. There's not like one choice of what to do. And if you do anything else, you, you're you not a good parent. Sometimes like the best option and what is like recommended doesn't work for your family. Mm-hmm. So then you need to look at other options. Um, one thing that I'm like really trying to tell myself for this party that Henry's birthday party tomorrow, it can just be a good enough party. He's going to have a great time. His friends are going to be there. Nobody's going to come and judge me and be like, her yellow balloons don't all match. Like, nobody's gonna it's say not a that beautiful
1: perfect arch
0: exactly my arch may not be archy i so. am already
1: impressed you're just even attempting anything like that i'm already we'll like see look what at actually you go happens.
0: like we will see what happens but that also just shows the like unrealistic standard i hold myself to yes that i'm like oh i don't have any decorations meanwhile i have like a handmade like month sign for his pictures and i'll post pictures <laughs> and you guys can all judge me <laughs> from afar but i'm trying to like embody this this is going to be a good enough party. Mm-hmm.
1: So. And I think reminding each other of this, like, yes, I think that it has served us well because we talk about all of the things that mm-hmm. kind of like trigger us that spend us into these comparison spirals, um, daycares, what type of daycare you use. There's different priorities that people have when looking at daycares, like, Some things that matter to you might not matter to someone else. And some people want the text updates and the photos throughout the day. And some people that that is really hard with, they're at work getting those updates and that like triggers them and causes them a lot of anxiety. So there's huge differences there. So you don't need to be like, Oh, she's only going to that daycare or, Mm -hmm. Oh, she's using a home daycare. That's not, that's not as good. They're not going to learn as well as that licensed daycare that has curriculum or whatever. Like there's just differences, different things work for different parents. They have different priorities. And that is good. So like having these conversations with your friend groups and really talking about the differences and saying that it's okay and it's okay to be different, like talking about what triggers you and saying, you know, like when you said that it actually made me feel like this Mm -hmm. and being open and honest, I think really helps take some of that like shame and comparison out of it when you can actually just talk honestly about it.
0: I agree. I like your little soapbox. Not soapbox, but I...
1: Tangent. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah,
0: tangent. Um, Okay, so this first one, going back to the... This is the second best parenting. So this is by Prof. Emily Oster. And we love her books. Uh, We love her books. Expecting Better, Crib Sheet. And then, oh, it looks like she has a new one coming out. Family Firm.
1: Ooh, we're going to have to read um, this one.
0: Yeah. So sh- this is off our Instagram page. It's, it's okay to embrace the second best parenting option. And the caption is a lot of advice we give pa- pregnant people and parents takes an all or nothing approach. We see there is a first best and optimal behavior and any other choice is equally bad, but that's not true. The second best option is out there and the second best is still a type of best. So first best messaging comes up everywhere. Baby sleep, screen time, breastfeeding. And it's an easy way for parents to feel like failures. Yep, in there. Yep. In reality, often the difference in outcomes between the first best and the second best is very small. It's so much better to give people a sense that they're making a good and safe choice, even if it's not the first best one. So we need to meet people where they are and tell them how to do best under their constraints.
1: That is freaking amazing. I just...
0: I love her ah, even more now. Like it's perfection because just because, okay, maybe... I'm just gonna to go to the breastfeeding one because that kind of came up to my mind. Something I we both struggled with in different ways. Yes. That, yes, okay, breastfeeding on de- demand, not having to pump, n- just straight from the teat.
1: Yeah, yeah, lots of milk. It's yes. easy. Latching is easy.
0: We are made that it to believe that like that is the only way to feed your child. Maybe yes. not as much anymore, but that's the first best. Exactly. That is no question. That bras. is the first that's best. That's the gold standard. Says. Yeah breast is best, blah, blah, blah. But there's so many other options under that. There can be pumping exclusively. There can be mixed feeding, doing a little bit of breast, a little bit of bottle. And then there's exclusively formula feeding. All of those are fantastic options. And they are all what kind of society deems like second best. But like she said, the outcomes between that first best, like exclusive breastfeeding... And second best, whether that's formula feeding, mixed feeding, pumping, any of that, like the outcomes are probably so negligible. Yes. Well, they are negligible. Yes. Like they're yes, we can, we can, you know, yes, breast milk itself has great benefits. But you know what also is a fantastic benefit for your child an emotionally stable mother who is actually able to care for the emotional needs of her child because she's not either tied to a pump or having a breakdown every three hours when she tries to pump or forcing breastfeeding. Like though, you know. Totally, I, and I really love now. that
1: she says that we need to work with the constraints that exactly, families have, the context because they're in. There are like some people have health issues that mean they can't do certain things, Um, and they can't be a certain type of parent. And why should we shame them because they have these health conditions exactly. that result? Like we have to work with where for people sure. are at and what is going to work best for them. But
0: even like major yes. health issues aside like they day day-to-day things like some people don't have a playroom yeah some people don't have even a house they rent a basement suite or a condo yep. some people don't have access to fresh food so like what is the second best option and you know like it and doesn't still
1: freaking amazing exactly it
0: doesn't have to be this big extreme thing like yes. some people's kids they can't go to all these um summer camps and fancy play gyms but yes. you know what also is a great option the playground like oh, parks yes go exactly with, yeah um, okay. And now we're going to go into the responsive parenting one. So on Instagram, they're responsive underscore parenting, fantastic Instagram, give them a follow. So their post is trying to be a perfect parent in quotes is actually linked to anxious, insecure attachment quality. So good enough in air quotes is actually better than perfect from an attachment perspective. So this is the whole idea as well, that trying to be a perfect parent, this is what they say is actually linked to the anxious, attachment um so it means the balance between or the means that balance and grace aren't just bonuses you try to give yourself they're actually mandatory and necessary with responsive parenting that's our whole philosophy that makes so much sense um it's a whole, they go go on and on in the post. We'll link it. But that makes sense that if you are putting so much pressure on yourself to be perfect, it's actually creating an anxious attachment between you and your child. And are where you going to be happy? You're not going to be happy. And therefore you're not, your attachment is not going to be what you want it to be. Yes. Um, where if you just are a good enough parent, you, you know, you give them, whatever, you know, they get craft dinner, but maybe they get broccoli on the side or they get a pouch and then they also get, you know, a piece of cheese, something to chew on. Like that is good enough. And I think if we all look into ourselves and just embrace that we can be good enough parents and kind of all take it down a notch, then I think we're all going to enjoy this a lot more.
1: I love that. I really love that you brought that up. Those are really, I really love those a lot. I haven't like read either of those posts, so that's really interesting. They've
0: been my guiding I know for, we've talked about yeah, it, but yeah, I yeah. haven't actually like read yeah, the post, yeah, yeah. but like
1: what Emily Oster says is.
0: It's life-changing that yeah. we have all of these, like the gold standards of parenting, they need to go out the window because yes. the second best is 100% where 99% of us reside.
1: Yes. So why are we all trying to be that 1%? Exactly. It's, yeah, that is so and messed trying up. trying to be perfect. When you think of it that way, yeah. it makes zero sense. So if we can all just start embracing this and doing mm-hmm. this, like.
0: I know. I feel like we both just had the epiphanies I know. in parenting. I
1: do. I actually feel like really good. Yeah. Like I'm feeling good as we end this episode. Exactly. I'm like, it's like, that's a good, good way to yes. like.
0: You know, the whole, like you try your best every day and sometimes your best is like 10% of what you got. But if you give that 10% and you're 100%. actually trying yep. your best, mm-hmm. you're hundred percent. Yeah. Like that is the whole, what I believe, like the good enough parenting. Like if I yes. do what I am capable of, it is good enough. And yes. that makes me a good enough parent, but it also makes me the best parent that I can be.
1: And let's also say that you are the best parent for your child. Like you are the best parent. Someone else's parenting style might not even work for your child. So why are you trying to do that? Like the relationship that you form with your baby, like that is what's important. And you are the best person for that job. So it's always good to kind of remind yourself that Mm -hmm. like we are a team and we are doing what's best for us in our life circumstances, where we are, we're going to meet us where we're at and
0: this is what we're going to do. So I like that. That's it. Okay. Jen's going to give us the Mom Day I feel Mantra like I've for done today. A lot. You oh, do it. Okay, you do, do it. Yeah. All right. So, Mom Day Mantra today, it's our little like affirmation of something to bring us forward. Yeah. So, you are the author of your postpartum story. Write it with joy and not comparison. Love it. You don't have to be perfect, you're good enough. Let's be joyful and choose to make it a happy postpartum
1: experience, exactly. not a postpartum experience when you're focusing so much on comparison that it just brings your experience yep. down and has brings like a down. negative light to it. So right with joy and not comparison.
0: I love it. Love I it. love it. And I mean, you can still be sad. Like, Oh, it's there's those days no are going to happen. Here, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but let's, yeah, let's it's be a good reminder. Also, this is just coming out of my butt right here, but. It's hard. It's about being friendly because we're the friendly moms. It's very hard. Well, it's very easy to be friendly to other people, but the most important person to be friendly to is yourself. Yes. And how can you be friendly to yourself if you're always criticizing your own parenting and trying to do more and be better? So be friendly to yourself, guys. I don't know. Be where-
1: good enough. Be good enough. Be good enough. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Bye bye. And yeah, we will see you next week. Happy Mom Day. Happy Mom Day.